Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. You know, John, I feel so much better today because my my hearts are gone on the computer screen. I talked about this yesterday. <laughs> that our program, the, the guys who programmed, excuse me, our computer system, uh, when I hit the little button that puts a little stop thing in where the commercials are supposed to stop and you're not supposed to tar- start, yesterday it turned into a heart. So today it's back to either a stop sign or a circle that's red. So I now, feel... You know what, what, so for folks who don't know and didn't hear the story yesterday, what Brad is saying is that for computer programmers, it's pretty easy for them to get a heart on. Don't can touch that. I mean, it's just a HTML thing, right? Da, 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 da. It might don't be red. That. It might be pulsing. Da, Whatever da, it is, da, it's da, a hard on. Da, 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 da. Don't touch that. Da, okay. Okay. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember last week, previous to the Super Bowl, we had Joe Buck, who was in the national news because he said there was going to be something terrible to happen in <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas. Okay. Now. Some people can say that the terrible thing that happened in Las Vegas was that the 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 uh, I was going to say the Rams, but the uh, Kansas City Chiefs won another Super Bowl. Some yeah. people would say the terrible thing was the elder abuse perpetrated upon uh, Andy <laughs> Reid by Travis Kelsey. And by the way, have you heard the story about his brother called him out and said, you "No, know, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear that." Jason Kelsey. Yeah, Jason called him out and said it was wrong. It was not right to do. And, and apparently, uh, Travis heard he was on a podcast, and Travis, you know, chimed in or called in or something and said, "Hey, bro, you're right. You know, bro, bro, he's a true yeah. bro. Hey, <laughs> hey bro. bro, hey, bro, you're right. You know, I shouldn't have done that." Now, here's the crazy thing about this: maybe Joe Buck got the time and the place wrong. Because remember, okay. Joe was saying something terrible is going to happen with the Super Bowl. Remember, he went, got, he got. Oh, so what you're saying is that that the the Super Bowl message there could actually include the parade. Well, he referred to you know like you know what you know what Las Vegas is like. There's crazy yeah, stuff that happens yeah. in Las Vegas. Well, you know, I think sometimes those of us in the east side of the state think that we have the worst situation. Kansas City also has a very serious murder situation where That's true. They set a they set a record last year, I believe, yes. all-time record for homicides. All-time record for homicides. So don't just think that it's just on our side of the state that like everything is is just horrible and we've got this terrible situation where it's like murder USA. It's like I get, you know, you look at the two metro areas between the two, it's not a good record if you combine both both numbers. So going back to the Joe Buck thing. Okay, first off, why would I still am like, why would he say, oh, there's going to be something bad happen? I mean, why would you say that? Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, when we talked about it originally, I thought maybe we thought maybe he we both thought maybe he was just being curmudgeonly. And you suggested, too, that maybe it was just maybe he felt a little bit left out. 
of the situation. And maybe it was, I, I mean, you use the phrase sour grapes. And maybe it was just a little bit of that. But maybe it's, you know, as you get older, you just think, look, we've I've seen all this stuff before. I don't want to be a part of, you use the phrase Maxim parties, which is the second time we've talked about Maxim on the show besides Justin Alferman. Right. But he said that, you know, he doesn't want to go to the Maxim parties. Maybe it's just the older curmudgeonly guy that, that says, eh, to heck with this. I don't want to have anything to do with Las Vegas scene. Okay, once again. I'm not being disrespectful to Joe Buck. I think he's an extremely talented broadcaster. And matter of fact, there's an interesting story about how he got in broadcasting. And if you want, I'll tell I'll tell this interesting story, which I thought some people still have their guys that are still offended by this. And I thought it was a great deal, you know, to the point where I'm thinking to myself, okay, more power to Joe, his father. But let's let's go a little bit further into the Joe Buck thing, okay? Yeah. If you read the Post Dispatch. He is recently, he, or not, I shouldn't say recently, frequently he is featured in the Post-Dispatch. Hey, what's Joe Buck think about this? Yeah, like, the, like, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but like there's a new documentary about him, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Is it so sad that we as St. Louis people, or the St. Louis, when I talk, the entire St. Louis metro, not just like the city or the county, stuff like that, but the entire you know, if you want to use government terms, the entire government or the, the entire MSA, the Metropolitan Statistical Area, which is 16 counties. Is it so bad that we have Joe Buck, who's our most prominent person? No, semicolon, Brad. 20 years ago, we treated Bob Costas that way. Well, but Bob Costas, at least Joe Buck is is a born and raised St. Louis, and whereas Bob right. Costas was a New York kid, I believe. He yeah, went that's to, true. Went to, okay, fair point. Went to Syracuse in Rochester, New York, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's a bad thing, though, because but, but look at anybody. Look at a John Goodman. How often has John Goodman overplayed? How often is that hand overplayed in St. Louis? But see, you're sort of making my point. I am, I mean, yeah. I mean, and the sad part of it is, if you go through, I'm always amazed that when we, you know, and, and the sad part of it is a lot of times after someone's died, you know, you read their obit or, you you know, you read about them on Wikipedia and stuff like that. There's tons of people that are very famous, prominent people uh, that uh, were here in St. Louis, uh, born and raised here in St. Louis, that got the hell out and then got successful. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, for let's, sure. Let's be honest well, about that. Well, and you that. look like a, in, in the modern era, and I'm not a fan of this guy, but you look like you look at an Andy Cohen you look at a Jack Dorsey, right? I mean, I mean, just folks that I mean, and is Andy Cohen in L.A. or New York? I don't follow him. I don't know where he's at. Matter of fact, he came out yesterday. He was tweeting yesterday. Look at what you know about. Look at we need guns. Uh, here we go. Oh, are yeah. you serious? No, I'm not surprised by that. No, no, he came out. He's he's tweeting. He's, look what's happening in Kansas City with guns. Like, yeah. You know, the here's here's the the sad part of this is that. Why don't you hear robberies at gun stores? And first off, except for like Cabela's and places like that, if you go to most gun stores, have you ever been to a gun store like a true, like, you know, locally owned and operated yeah, gun I store? Have. Okay. What do you notice about everybody who works there? They're carrying. They've got a gun on their yeah, hip. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So the idea being <laughs> yeah. is that unless you are a psycho, the chances of someone going in and yeah, robbing a gun... Unless you want to get shot. Right. Unless, unless it, your intention is to get killed. Right. Unless you, you, you have a suicide wish, you don't go rob a gun store, you know, because yeah, of the fact yeah. that you're going to end up with some lead coming through your body, okay? Once again, I mean, you think about that, okay? When, and like, for example, if you decide you're going to go rob a Brinks car, you know, a Brinks truck, okay? Mm -hmm. Chances are 
you're going to get shot because yeah, the Brinks yeah, guys sure. have guns. And the whole crazy thing is like the Cori Bush. She doesn't want police. She doesn't want guns. But yet she wants her security detail to have arm, you know, have armament, you know, have guns and and ballistic vests and stuff like that. I just well, that's don't. because she deals with white supremacists all the time, Brad. <sighs> So have a little bit of compassion. I interrupted your Joe Buck story. You were you, but we were talking no, about Joe I, Buck. I interrupted I, you. I just think it's, I, you know, the whole thing about it is, why does he get? Why does he say? I don't understand what he's going off with the thing. And he's making it, you know, I'm not, I haven't been to Las Vegas in several years now. I can't remember the last time I was mm-hmm. there. I, I, I love Las Vegas. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a person that goes to the, you know, the brothels or do I partake in <laughs> prostitution? I love Las Vegas because. It's first off from an aesthetic from my father. My father was a civil engineer. It's an engineering marvel. If you look at the buildings and like with the yeah. I mean, new spear, I'd like to see the spear up close and personal. Me too. You look at the buildings, you look at the Luxor, you look at all these buildings. It's an engineering marvel. Okay. Second off, when like I've told this before, when you get off the plane, maybe it's just me. When you walk off the jetway and you're in that airport, there's something about the vibe from the minute you walk off the plane. It's like, wow. Absolutely. This plane, this place is different, okay? First off, geographically, it's very pretty because of the fact it's like in a, in a what do you call it, like a bowl or it's like in a, in a valley or something like that. Yeah, like a crater almost. Right, and there's mountains all around it. All around mm-hmm. it, you know, at night, you know, like at sunset, you can look and any direction you look, you can see mountains, okay? And secondly, or thirdly, it never closes. See, yeah, you can get a good burger or pizza or anything. It's like it's like Times Square in that regard. Right. It's always open. And yeah. and we had that in St. Louis to a large degree with a lot of things, with schnooks and places like that after the pandemic, gone. I mean, most yeah. of the places that were open 24 hours are not open 24 hours anymore. Remember, after the when the pandemic was going on, most of them had reduced hours. Like Schnooks, I didn't, oh yeah, I you only didn't shop open in a like, short window. For yeah, sure. Schnooks did open like nine o'clock in the morning, closed at six o'clock in the evening. Wasn't that for a while? Wasn't that yeah, the deal? Yeah, that was for a long time. And and then they moved to like seven, and now they're still at ten. So in other words, you know, and and once again. I say this because of the fact that I ran in. I, don't, I didn't tell the story on the air. I ran into Mayor Nick Guccione from um, Wentzville last week. And it's funny. Nick is a North County guy, as I'm on North County. You're, you're a North County guy. And I talked about the fact, and Nick didn't know this story, that the White Castle in Florissant was the only White Castle in the country that closed at night. Why? Because of the time Mayor Egan, who was, you know, ran back in the day, ran Florissant with an iron hand. When they wanted to put a White Castle in, 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 in Florissant, Mayor Egan went, no, we don't want a 24-hour restaurant because there's nothing good that happens between midnight and 6. So yeah, the, white... the riffraff would, would definitely be coming to Florissant to buy some White Castles. <laughs> right, they'd be sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, you the know. troublemakers right. would flock for a White Castle. Right, cleaning their guns, you know. <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> right. You know, so they closed the White Castle from two to six. Okay. I can tell you in my younger years, one year I was out, and this is sort of unusual for me, I was out for New Year's Eve at a party or something like that. And it was up in North County, and the party was over, and it was 1 30. And we decided, hey, let's go get something at White Castle. So we didn't even, I didn't even think about this. We go to White Castle, and it's like 10 minutes to two, and we go inside to order. And 
at 2 o'clock, the manager goes and locks the doors, and there are people coming up to the White Castle, most of them highly intoxicated, yeah. who want to get in, and they can't because the doors are locked. And they start beating on the windows so hard that I thought to myself, they're going to break the windows. We're going to be <laughs> in here, and it's going to be a riot. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say, I was at the White Castle in Florida yeah, when, yeah. when they had the riot at 3 o'clock in the morning. See, just because some places open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I'm a guy, my past experiences of working in the restaurant business, working as in, in the police business, working in the radio business, there's lots of good people doing lots of important things between midnight and six. Hospital workers, Hospital. firefighters, police, mm-hmm. anybody, that ha- people that have to fix stuff overnight, absolutely. Well, nowadays, you've got all the data processing, you know, MIS, IT, whatever you want to call it nowadays. nowadays. I mean, they're running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, matter of fact, that's, I don't know if you know this or not, that's what Tracy Ellis is husband that's what rick ellis did he oh he, i didn't know that no. he was like a it guy and he ran and, and for enterprise right right for enterprise and he yeah he, you're right i he, do remember you telling me that he was like a night manager he was like the guy that that supervised like at night they did a lot of maintenance on the computers and yeah because the, the stuff's got to run overnight right but for them once again they're in a 24 7 business because when you land at an airport you land at lax at four o'clock in the morning you know Guess what? Enterprise is open. You got to well get a as, rental car, and the database has to be up, and right. the background stuff has to be up, as sure. well as Hertz and Avis and all the rest of them. They're running twenty four seven. Yeah. So absolutely. I don't know. The, the, like I said, I go back to the Joe Buck thing. I just started to shake my head and think to myself, Why did he do that? I don't understand it. You know, I mean, and once again, is it? Is it? Here's the interesting thing, from a journalistic standpoint, are you going like, Hey, let's interview Joe Buck. Maybe he'll say something controversial because yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's not the he's not doing and and, and so are you did you are are you in the Tony Romo camp? Do you know the whole Tony Romo thing? Oh, about how poorly he did during the Super Bowl. Well, supposedly everybody the the sports fans hate him, and and supposedly I didn't you know I didn't watch this so I don't know. Supposedly that when the game was over and Kansas City won, he didn't know that. <laughs> that was the story that I've read. That that and, and supposedly the San Francisco players didn't know it either. Do you know this whole crazy weird story? No, I didn't hear this at all. Oh, yeah. The, 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 they, when the game ended, they didn't know it ended? I, I missed this. They didn't know it ended because they changed the rules. And the interesting thing was the story came out that, that Kansas City, that Andy Reid, had practiced this. They had practiced an overtime, they, an overtime scenario, and they had told their players, here's the new rules, here's what happens when we go into overtime, okay? And oh, yeah, San, yeah. Francisco, okay, San Francisco did not. And the crazy part of it is, who's the guy that, that, that uh, you, know, you, you, you know, you remember you remember who threw the pass that, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, Mahomes threw the pass, but you don't know who, the, who caught the pass. The story is the dude, whoever the Kansas City guy is, who wasn't Travis Kelsey, who caught the pass, that won the, the Super Bowl, didn't realize he had just won the Super Bowl. Because he thought that the 49ers would get another shot. Exactly. They thought it was yes, because yeah. the old thing was you went back and forth. You went back and forth. That's and the, right. And the other I, you know, and I think of that every time the NFL goes into overtime, I never remember what the rules well, are. Because I'm not, that big, I'm not a big enough football fan to remember to keep up. You know, these days I'm certainly not. They, and, I, and, and, but I remember I thought, the, I thought the idea was, well, San Francisco should have made a different decision because – 
you know, you want to see what the other team does because that affects what you're going to do on third down and fourth down. Yes, and when they talked to the San Francisco uh, coach, he essentially said he th- that he had taken that into consideration. But he felt that they had the momentum going for them and the, you know they were coming off the fact that you know you know let's say let's be honest most of the game I think the, the 49ers outplayed the the Kansas yeah that's Chiefs. for sure and and that's why that's why the whole thing happened with Travis Kelsey because he was mad because there were fumbles they were making mistakes there were drop balls and they just didn't look good and yeah. and San Francisco for the most part you know although they weren't flashy or anything like that they although, played a, they played a good game although they did have that one uh, trick play where they really made the Kansas City Chiefs look pretty bad. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I think they outplayed the 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 the, the you know the the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, who knows? You know, I mean, you know, once again, I you know, it's interesting. On Monday morning, after you and I got off the air, if you listen to uh, Armstrong and Getty when they come on right after us, mm-hmm. what's sad about this is that. These guys are two radio pros. And what do they start talking about? They start talking about, hey, here's what's going to be on all the talk sta- all the sports talk stations this morning. Is 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes the next goat? Is he the next generation of 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 oh, the, yeah. the top dynastic quarterbacks? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is, is he the next Joe Montana? Right. Is he the next Joe Montana? Is he the next Tom Brady? And you're going like, okay, he's one, you know, he looks pretty good, but remember, Tom Brady is what? Seven Super Bowl rings, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, he's got a ways to go still. You know, Joe Montana. You know, once again, you go back in history and you go like, okay, how soon they forget? You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, but and, it's but it's the newest, hottest thing, and right? It's, you know. And don't get me wrong, I'm not demeaning the fact that that it's incredible what what the Kansas City Chiefs have done, and once again, the whole Patrick Mahomes thing. You know, absolutely. I mean, but yet it's to the point where it's like, <clears> okay, uh, when we get about three or four more Super Bowls, maybe we'll talk about goats. You know what I mean? At that point. Yeah, and, and also too, let's go back to what we heard, what we learned from Paramount the other day, which is this is the widest. More people watch the Super Bowl this year than any other year, and you better hope the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl next year. You better hope Travis and Taylor are still together if you want those viewership numbers. Boy, and, and just one quick thing: Can you imagine if 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 Taylor Swift would have been KC yesterday? Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh man. yeah! Okay. Well, and and but just think of how more swiftly the the calls for gun control would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We almost lost our princess. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but that is sad. Okay, we have to take a break. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?